Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, my guest is Kyle Young, Coach Kyle Young on Instagram. He is an online coach. And Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, David. How are you doing, buddy? Are you okay? I'm not too bad. As you can tell, I'm terrible at intros. But um, So I'll let you introduce yourself. No, not at all, man. Um, no, first of all, thanks for, for letting me jump on your podcast. It's, uh, I've been listening to your other episodes and they're absolutely minted, so um, well done on that. So yeah, I'm uh, Kyle, uh, online fitness coach. Um, my kind of niche market is young professionals. So having um, been, a, a, obviously I'm a young professional myself, I have another job on top of my online coaching. And uh, one of the things that I found was that young professionals were really struggling to um, find a balance between fitness and working. And um, this was something that I wanted to try and explore, uh, try and understand what the, the, the main barriers were, and obviously try and help solve their issues. So um, that's kind of brought me um, onto Chris Spearman's mastermind. Um, that was what, obviously where we met. We obviously had a fantastic day down in London together. Um, and it was really cool to catch up with uh, like-minded entrepreneurs. So yeah, that's where we are now. And just on that day as well, so everyone knows, you flew you flew down for what, like six hours and then back up again? Or what was yeah, it? Yeah, man. Uh, so I came, came down first thing in the morning. It was the first flight from Glasgow to London. Uh, and I was on one of the last flights back up to Glasgow at night. Um, but when I got down to... So as you'll know, um, <laughs> there was a few guys helping me trying to get back up to Glasgow on time. And um, I literally made it by the skin of my teeth. So um, I was uh, very fortunate to get back up to Glasgow on time, but uh, always good. It was a fantastic day, so um, I'm sure everyone else enjoyed it. And that was on the 23rd of December as well, if I remember correctly. It was indeed, yeah. So back up for Christmas for sure. Um, so Kyle, tell everyone a little bit about what exactly, what, how you train, what's kind of your ethos for training and diet. Are you hardcore bodybuilder? Are you into health, fitness? What's, what's kind of your... Where do you put most of your attention? So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm probably all about sustainability, if I'm being totally honest, David. So um, it's all about creating a sustainable plan for a client um, that not only helps them for the time that they're working on my program, but the time they're off my program as well. So um, I see a lot of online coaches, and it's not to discredit them, because I think that, that they're doing fantastic um, in their own way. Um, but if you've got someone on for a six-week plan and um, you get them into great shape because you've cut their calories really, really low, they look shredded, but see, as soon as they come off your plan, um, it just makes it um, a wee bit tougher for them to sustain it because they don't really know where they're going to go from there. Personally, I'd rather have someone on for a longer period of time, help support them into uh, making it a way of life rather than just a quick kind of quick fix. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at for sure. Well, that's great because I even I remember I was in Dublin last week and I've never been to F45. I don't know anything about them, but all I know is they had transformations on their window. And one of them was 24 kilos in three weeks. Or so, no, in, in eight weeks. Wow. That's three kilos a week for eight weeks on average. So, you wonder what. Where did I sign up? Where did I sign up? I'm, <laughs> I'm interested already. 
you know, I've, I have a good bit of fat on now myself. I only have 24 kilos to lose. I hope no, that's it. That's it. But if you've, uh, if someone's got 24 kilos to lose and they want a, a kind of sustainable way of losing it, come to me because this is where I'm going to help you for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you see, you see things like that all the time, David. You must, like, you've got a lot of exposure in the fitness space as well. And you see a lot of um, quick fixes. I mean, we don't we won't even go into the detail of, the 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 teas that make you slim and the um, different supplements that make you slim, but yeah, my ethos is 100% around sustainability. Um, I uh, the way I look at it is that your your body is your business card at the end of the day, and that's not just a a, a phrase for PTs. That's for people in the corporate world as well. I mean, if you're in a profession like a dentist, a a doctor, or anything, you want to be presentable. You want to show your clients um, who are potentially paying you a lot of money that um, you can you can look in shape and um, be a kind of role model for them. And even, yeah, even in like, um, not just your body shape, but like how you present yourself. So what was it in 12 Rules for Life? It talks about lobsters. I know it sounds sounds a bit stupid, <laughs> but basically your posture you came brought around to. And the way you stand affects the way people see you. It affects the, the attitude people have towards you. It affects everything. So, like, even the fact that the way you stand makes a difference. Definitely your body fat and if you look healthy or not, it's going to make a bit of a difference. That's like Instagram versus reality, isn't it? You see the kind of Instagram, like, couching over a couple of uh, fat rolls, two seconds later taking exactly the same photo and they look ripped. But that's just literally social media to a T, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, I think it's the the whole fitness space can be um, a bit kind of a bit of a, a minefield for people that don't know what they're looking for and I think that's when we come in um, and obviously support people through that process yeah and how how exactly do you attack um, someone's diet then well, attack is probably a terrible word to use there yeah. but what is your kind of how do you go about breaking apart a diet what does your own diet look like is it do you go vegan plant-based are you carnivore are you somewhere in between uh, I'm I'm probably um, one of the biggest meat lovers. I, I do. I, I'm all about the chicken, the steak, um, everything. Like you know what, I, I I have a lot of respect for people that can go vegan, plant based, etc. And I, I do believe that there's a lot of benefits to it. I just personally don't uh, adhere to it myself. Um, for my clients, uh, I do as part of my type form, and I'm sure you've got something very similar. You ask your clients what foods they do enjoy. And that's something that I always try and incorporate into the plans that I'm giving them. There's nothing worse than um, seeing other PTs, um, like whether it be in the gym or, or just online and stuff, and you like chicken, rice, chicken, rice, chicken, rice. I mean, do you know what? If you're a robot, that's fantastic. But see, if you're a normal person, that is, that's not what you're looking for. So trying to find the balance between stuff they enjoy and um, obviously with the main goal of keeping them in a, a calorie deficit or surplus depending on their goals. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all around whole nutritious foods, um, whether that be um, vegan for some clients, whether that be um, carnivore or whatever for, for other clients, it really depends. But I suppose it's, it's, it's up to the individual. Um, I, I personally, as I say, enjoy eating meat. And um, again, it's, I would never say that that's the best thing for you, but it helps me stay on track. It's something I enjoy. And fitness is about fitness and diet is all about being in um, a way of life and i suppose that comes back to the ethos of being sustainable sustainable yeah 100 percent. what's yours um, like david tell me a bit about yours for me um i'm 
Well, I'm on one of Wade's plans now, so mine, but that's pretty much how I eat anyways. So a lot of veg, a shitload of veg. Um, I do take like a whey protein isolate, so it's not as bad because I don't do well with dairy. Um, but still, the whey isolate seems to be fine. And then I have just whatever meat, um, not too high carb, I try and keep my carbs around my workout periods. But as far as food, I'm one of them people, I'm a lot better off and there's no choice whatsoever. So if I'm, if I'm just told like, oh, we're going to keep it varied for you, you can have this, this day, or this the other day. I'm just going to go for like the highest calorie thing each time I have an option. So I just yeah. have to take all the choice out of it. Same with everything. Getting up in the morning, um, no matter what I do, if I have a choice, I'll always make the wrong decision. So I just don't give myself the option. No, that's it. And that's what, that's what your, your shopping's all about, isn't it? I suppose if you can get a decent shop in um, to your fridge and stuff like that, then it kind of helps you deviate from the plan because <laughs> it's yeah. all the food that you've got to be honest with you. But the funny thing is, just kind of touching on uh, your plan, like you're talking about way isolate, um, I, I've actually changed my, my, my sub, I don't take a lot of supplements kind of full stop of your kind of basic uh, protein creatine. Um, but I've changed from a way isolate to a vegan protein. Uh, personally, and this is maybe one for your listeners as well, um, I personally found that uh, a vegan protein um, was better for my skin. And I know that sounds quite ridiculous, but I've heard, actually Googled quite a lot and way isolate was um, kind of bringing people out in sports. It was having an adverse effect against hormones and stuff like that. So anyone um, that is struggling with that, I would recommend trying the vegan protein, see if it does help. Um, I'm no doctor at the end of the day, but um, again, I would, I, I kind of know um, a, bit, a bit about the, the human body. So uh, give that a wee try and see if that helps. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, I never even bother to prefer, to say that anymore. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Listen to your doctor over me. Obviously, people, if people don't know that, and they're coming to me for their medical advice or to us, they've got bigger things to worry about than their whey protein. So, um, but yeah, I've I always found I couldn't I couldn't eat just whey protein because, as you said, the skin thing. I could never really do well with dairy, and I tried vegan protein, but I just found I didn't digest it as well. Okay, which was weird because I never could eat dairy. But then whey protein isolate seems all right. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye on the skin because I've only recently started using it um, yeah. as per Wade's suggestion. That's it. Wade's a man. Wade knows uh, a lot, a lot of information. So uh, yeah, keep him close. That's it. See, we're both coaches and even we have coaches. So Exactly. And Wade's my coach also. Um, massive respect. Big shout out to Wade. Um, yeah, fantastic guy. And do you know what? At the end of the day, it comes down to accountability. And I guarantee you, from what you've just said, if you didn't have Wade on your back all the time, um, you'd probably make more wrong decisions when you wake up in the morning than you would if you had that accountability. And that's what I say to my clients. Like, do you know what? Like The, the basics of nutrition... Once you get um, used to exactly what you should be eating, etc., and how you should be training, yeah, do you know what? That's half the battle. But if you can't adhere to it, then you're just wasting time. <laughs> well, that's it. There's like everyone by now, anyone with a phone should know by now that a calorie deficit is how you lose weight. Everyone by now should know um, a slight surplus in the presence of excess protein is how you get, well, not excess protein, but sufficient protein is how you gain muscle, along with obviously adding in a stimulus and progressive overload. But yet, putting that into action requires someone who can kind of decipher the shit from what actually works for you and keep you accountable to it. Like at this stage, you shouldn't need um, you shouldn't need any help to actually get the knowledge, but to actually apply it is where is where everyone needs help. You know. Well, do you know one thing I would say is that the 
you you probably don't need help with the knowledge because I think it's out there. What I think a lot of people, specifically my kind of target market, young professionals who are time poor, probably don't have the time. And, and I know that's a really bad excuse because I, I hate that excuse, don't have time. But they don't feel passionate enough to look into the knowledge of getting into shape and stuff. So they'd rather pay someone else to do it for them, which is absolutely fine. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I know people that have got people that clean their house. I know people that get clean their car. If you want, need someone to, do you know what, pay them to, to decipher the knowledge, no, that's absolutely fine. Exactly. I know people who are very successful. I know myself. I'm definitely going to outsource the jobs that I don't like doing that I know someone else can do cheaper, like even when it comes to um, like checking emails and stuff. Eventually, like the plan is to have someone else doing that. It's not because I can't do it, but it's because if, you're, if you value your time at higher than that and because the amount of time it'll take you because not your area of expertise, it is better. It can be work out better to pay someone else to do it for you. Definitely. Um, next thing that I want to talk about is as far as like social media, I don't know how big you are on it, but who would be the people that you do follow on it, if anyone, just for listeners to... Give do you know up? what? Yeah, that, this is really interesting. I actually was going to bring this up earlier on. So um, it kind of links into exactly what we're talking about just there. And it's all about deciphering the absolute nonsense uh, or the amount of knowledge that's out there, um, and information that's out there, sorry, and getting the, the stuff that's specific to you. Um, I don't know if you follow James Smith, PT. Uh, and, and do you know what? I just laugh every time I even look uh, at any of his videos. Like, I've not even bought his book yet, but I need to get involved in that. Like... See for anyone that just kind of wants to know the absolute Billy basics of fitness, like that, that's a perfect person to follow. Um, he, I think he manages to kind of cut through the, um, yeah, yeah, kind of the bullshit of, of um, fitness in general. A lot of people, a lot of influencers influencing the absolute wrong products. Um, and he always brings every single video back to the fact that if you're not in a calorie uh, surplus or deficit, you're not going to achieve your goal. So uh, if it is, uh, you're on a fat loss phase, do you know what? You need to be in a calorie uh, deficit. Uh, if, you need to, if you want to build muscle uh, nine out of 10 times, you're going to have to be in a calorie surplus or you're going to find it quite tough. So um, no, that's one that I, I do um, enjoy. I think his content's uh, fantastic. The other one that um, I'm sure you probably follow, and I think it's just for... 100% the best infographics in the world is um, Fitness Chef. Don't know if you follow it. Fitness Chef is fantastic, actually. So Fitness Chef is basically, and I, I guarantee you've actually saw some of the infographics before, and it's just all about food and stuff like that. Pick it up on your phone right now. I'm sure you'll 100%. Yeah, and it's all about, like, um, putting things into perspective. So, like, one of the one of the kind of things that he's a, a big fan of is showing you what healthy food is um, versus what, um, like you say, it's like a, a, a smoothie. So a smoothie could have uh, 350 calories, whereas a Diet Coke could have X amount of calories. And he says, um, this thing is good for you and this thing is bad for you. But at the end of the day, it's to do with your calorie intake. And obviously there is um, a lot of nutrition, no changes and stuff like that. But people, I think, get really... Um, stuck in the fact that if it's like a fit a bad fizzy juice then it's bad for you which is not necessarily always the case obviously there's better um there's best better decisions you can make but um if you're having like three smoothies a day 
and thinking it was healthy and you're eating a th- uh, drinking a thousand calories alone, you're going to really struggle to lose weight, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one thing um, I like to see his posts all the time. Um, so, what were yourself? What, who is it you follow? Um, I follow, so we've Brian Keane, talked about him in the last probably 10 podcasts. Yeah. Um, can't see that. No, that's, that, that, I'm just showing uh, the fitness chef. So the, uh, the fitness chef's Instagram page is fantastic. No, sorry, on you go, buddy. Um, so I follow Steve's weight loss, Brian King, Marcus Smith. I've had two out of them three on my podcast. I'm gonna nice. I know I'm going to get them. Um, follow Chris, obviously. Follow Charlie. Everyone I follow, basically, I got from Brian King's podcast. Brian Keane, nice. he says it. Um, so that's kind of how I decipher whether someone is worth following or not. Ben Greenfield, um, if I see them on his podcast, then I give them a look. It kind of gives, puts them up a few points in my book anyway, once they've been on his podcast, because he's a very good judge of character. Um, and yeah, that's actually how I found Chris and most people that I follow. Good. Um, what about, what about like your likes of um, kind of Grant Cardone and uh, Vince, etc.? Business-wise, I don't follow that many people, um, to be honest, because I, I don't know what it is, but even with, like, Gary Vee, it's talking a lot about, like, he's like, oh, you have to be doing this, you have to be doing that, you have to be putting your hand in this. And it's like, yeah, but you're kind of, they all seem to be of the idea of throwing enough shit at the fan or throwing enough shit at the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd rather get good at a few things first and then start adding them in instead of just following them all at once, trying to try everything and spreading myself too thin. Because I'm doing that enough as it is. Um, so I'm already trying out the LinkedIn thing, the TikTok thing, the Instagram thing, Facebook, the Facebook ads, um, messaging people like 50 or 100 DMs a day, podcasts, trying to get guests, reaching out to people. Um, and I'm just like, if, they, if I get any more things to do, something else is going to fall back. So... Making priorities. And are you all about lists? Do you, I know that Charlie Johnson, obviously, I see in Chris's uh, Instagram story, and I know Charlie's uh, an advocate um, quite heavily of the list and stuff like that. Do you prior? Oh, he's getting it out. That's <laughs> it, boys. Get it out. So, lists. Very oh, serious notebook. Very serious. And there's only serious things that go in that. It's a bit of everything, but so pod, planning out podcasts and then my daily plans for each day. So on a Sunday, like after the call, after the, um, what do you call it? The mastermind call. Yeah. I always plan out my week and then I add to it. So I just put a day, I'm, I'm getting a day of page. It's on the way. So I, That's I'm amazing, my own day of page things. That's and awesome. Then, and how are you finding that? I was always planning out my day first thing in the morning. And then literally because some nights I'd finish work, like finish up at the gym at like 11 o'clock, get home in bed by 12. And I could be up for clients at like five or six. I was fine. I wasn't actually doing it in the morning. Um, and I just didn't have, like, I couldn't be arsed, to be honest, more so than anything. And I don't like, one of my goals is to wake up happy every morning and to have a plan. That's one of my goals for 2020. And yeah. only one day that I missed and I was a bit hungover. But to be honest, I didn't miss out on anything. Um, but planning, planning the week ahead, I found, is, much better, is a much better way for me to do things. Because I know I have some things. I know where I'm going to be that time of that day um and i stole that one from andrew actually because he's pretty fucking busy and he seems to be on top of everything and he said he does it on a sunday and i was like oh I'm trying that out yeah he, he, he's all over it man god I, I don't know how he has enough time in the day to be honest with you um and that, that that's one thing i, I, I kind of wanted to speak about as well that it's um 
it's amazing having these sort of lists. Like I, I, I totally understand. Like you obviously want to be as productive in the time that you have, but bringing it back to I suppose what I kind of stand for and one of my values and and um, is having that kind of work life balance. And uh, probably for a bit of a t- bit of time there, I was really struggling with that work life balance. Um, I'm really close to my family. I've got a, a girlfriend um, who I'm, I'm moving in with soon. I've got a really good friend group and. I felt to some extent that I was kind of uh, leaving them out. I, I was probably spending too much time with my head in a book or on to clients or, um, and, and I found a really good balance and it's all, all to do with systems. And see, like writing things down, like that, that's a fantastic system. But at the end of the day, like I, I, I like to spend a lot of time with my family and my friends and um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, even just sit down and watch Netflix or something like that as well. Um, but, how how are you finding kind of balance in that social life as well? Um, to be honest, socialising was never something I really enjoyed, weirdly enough. Um, so, like, when I'd go out, I'd always get too drunk or too fucked up, whatever you want to call it, because I'm, I'm an all-or-nothing kind of person. And, like, I never had very few friends I've ever had where I've been, like, really close to them, even now that I moved to London, that I, I don't talk to anyone really from home every day. Um, as well, my my family are in Ireland, so when they do come over, I'm pretty full on with them when they're here and try and be present with them when they're here. But then when they're not, maybe call like once a week. That doesn't take much time. My girlfriend lives here, so I see her every day anyways. She might even see too much of me, to be honest, because I can work from home a lot of the time. I see. Um, so as far as that goes, it's fine. I don't, I don't like to have off time that often. Um, that might end up catching up with me. We'll see, but I'm really just I'm really just happy to have enough work in a job that I enjoy to not need time off because I've had so many jobs in the past where I've literally just been living for the weekend. Um, so I'm glad I don't have that at the moment. But you're really really fortunate at such a young age to to be in a position where you can make that sort of decision. Um, I know a lot of people will probably be grafting really, really hard, the same as yourself, but probably not for um, a career that they see themselves staying in forever. Whereas you're trying to build the foundations of something that you can genuinely see yourself doing, something you're passionate about, and something that would genuinely help other people. Yeah, well, that's the hope. And with, with, I guess, the job that we're in, it's pretty fluid. So personal training could be motivational speaking. It could be coaching the coach. It could be business-to-business type things. It can be one-to-one PT, it can be online PT, it can be anything, like, you know, it can be webinars, it doesn't matter, so it's pretty broad, so, like, if I get an interest in something else, if I want to become a sleep specialist or a nutrition specialist, it all kind of ties in, so I feel like when you have so much choice, like, as I said, I don't, I don't like choice um, with a lot of things, but the, with the career is one thing, that was one of the things that scared me most was having a career that I thought I'd be stuck in. Um, when I, I used to work in a hotel and they offered to put me through college and to pay me to go to college. And I was just like, no, like, because then I'm married to this job and it was something I definitely didn't want to do. Um, so I ended up leaving that, moving over to London, no place to live. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How long may it last? I'm enjoying it at the moment, but we don't know. No, best of luck to you with that one, mate. Your, your content looks fantastic and I'm sure all your listeners are um, watching with intent because... So a lot of the content you're putting out is, is really like knowledge bombs and um, stuff that they can, people can genuinely take into their lives and uh, put into practice, etc. 
Tell me a bit about um, your kind of target market at the moment. Um, is that something you've got? I know you talk a lot about students um, as well. So is that something you like to focus on? Or tell me a bit more about that. So the reason I picked students, um, it's not because they were particularly who I wanted to work with. It was because it's the following that I have. So students, um, because obviously pr a priority for them isn't going to be getting a PT or an online coach for the majority of them. Um, the priority for them is going to have, be having enough money to go out and being able to socialize because it is that time, I suppose, in your life. Um, I never had that because I didn't go to uni or to college or anything. Um, that was my own choice because, as I said, it was never really a priority of mine. Um, but yeah, if, if I was to pick my ideal, my ideal client, it would probably be someone a little bit older, someone who struggled with weight for a lot of their life and trying to finally get strict with that, change their life a little bit, maybe going through a transition period from job to job when they're changing everything and then just add that onto the list of things that they're changing. Um, because I find that's when, when it's the easiest time to change habits and then hopefully be able to keep that on for the rest of their life. Yeah, definitely. And you know, uh, you know this um, as well as me that you can, to some extent, uh, specialize in one niche. But I guarantee you, like 75% of your clientele won't come through that that means. But I think that when you um, talk a lot about the struggles of that uh, particular target market, there's a lot of other target markets that come on board and go, do you know what, I'm actually dealing with that as well. Like, I'm really time poor and do you know what, I have no knowledge of, of food as well and um, I'm, I'm struggling to uh, find out what's the best diet to go on. Or So th there's a lot of uh, kind of mixing and matching but at the end of the day like if, if you have a clientele that you want to work with i'm sure a lot of your content will be based around that so and um, that is cool yeah that's definitely something you get more um get more like how would you say it narrow down my content a little bit yeah but then i don't know where i want to go with it either so i'm quite broad at the moment so that's probably that's probably my problem what is it that they say surgeons get paid more than doctors because they specialize the more you specialize the more you can charge yeah, I'm absolutely right. Um, what about what about yourself? What um, what is the plan? What are you trying to get out of all of this? Out of your online you know, coaching? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, help as many people as possible, David. That's that that's the main goal. Um, I know that, and I know that myself and yourself have a, a, a talent to some extent that we um, can support people through these sort of changes in their life. Uh, they can we teach them. Um, how to be a better version of themselves and the more people that I can help with that the better and uh, that's what I really look forward to whether that takes me out of corporate life um, it's not really a priority of mine at the moment to be honest with you I, I enjoy living um, a kind of 95 lifestyle and doing uh, this on the side um, it just means that I can and, and this is probably something that uh, is quite good to kind of touch on as, as well is having like a, a balancing act between what, what, what the work you do and the fitness you do. So a lot of people and both of our clientele will have something that they, they need to do most of the day. So whether that's uni or college or anything um, and um, doing and getting fit, getting into shape, et cetera. I suppose my balance is having a corporate life, having a family, friends, et cetera, and run a business on the side as well. So um in 2020, I genuinely took a bit of a, a self-check and realized what was really important to me. And I realized that a business is really important to me. 
but my family and friends are more important to me and that was a decision that I made um, and I've made decisions on the back of that and my 2020 goals that are on the wall right beside me um, stipulate that quite quite heavily. Um, it's all about just prioritising people that I love. I, as I say, that um, I've got quite a lot of elderly people in my family that I, 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 I want to be there for and uh, I've got a lot of join my family a few uh, engagements babies and stuff like that um not me personally but just to celebrate um you're laughing there goodness sake man my heart's heart's palpitating that it's not <laughs> it's not me it's not me um but yeah just just celebrating the, the kind of family and friends in, in life that's great and so your priorities kind of lie with but that's kind of same with everyone i guess so you want your priorities to lie with enjoying life and actually reflecting on what it is that really makes you feel fulfilled. So for someone, like if for you, that's the fa- your family and friends and things like that. For me currently, it is just about the business side of things. Everything else can kind of fall apart around me um, in the nicest way possible. Obviously, if I can keep a good relationship with everyone, that's a bonus. But I've definitely prioritized work at the moment. And that's just because I think investing that amount of time and effort now is going to help me help more people in the long run. Um, yeah, absolutely. And talk to him about um, kind of investing in yourself. I'd be interested, and I, I don't know if you've touched this in other podcasts or anything, but investing in yourself at such a young age uh, was something that I've spoken to you about a few times. I, I probably didn't have the income um, to be able to, and actually, I probably didn't have the knowledge as well, but the income to invest in myself so heavily and try and scale um, my business, upskill myself at the same time, invest in people that know better than me. Uh, you're really, really switched on for a, a young guy. Like, I mean, that was, what, five years ago for me, and I, I, I don't, don't think I'd be anywhere near where you are at the moment. To be honest, it's more of, a kind of well, I kind of learned as I go, but with anything I've ever done, any opportunity I've been given, I always kind of say yes first and then figure it out on the way. So when I said yes to Chris first, I definitely didn't have the money to to pay for like the the mastermind. Let's say he had to he did have to arm wrestle me into it. I'm ashamed to admit now. Um, and the more I've done it, the more I realized that anyone who says they can't afford something with coaching, they definitely can. Um, they might just have to work a little bit harder or whatever. And obviously, if it is a priority, you'll make it happen. So I find if I put myself under pressure, I'll figure it out. Like the amount of times I've been a couple of days before rent. And the bank account's empty and I'm like, all right, I have to actually get the finger out and make a sale here. I have to do something. I have to pull up the socks and I'll do it. Whereas I don't think I would have come this far with what I'm doing if I didn't put myself under that sort of pressure. Like even, as I said, moving over here in the initial stages, literally moved into a hostel, didn't have that much saved, um, no job, no place to stay and just kind of figured it out. And once the pressure came on, you, you, do, you do have to figure it out. You either have to sink or swim. So. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose uh, the kind of pressure makes you work a bit harder, and then when you do get the success, uh, it makes it even sweeter. To be fair, so where where where, I, where would I find you down in London at the moment? Where, where are you working out of? Um, where where the clients find you? I mean, Greenwich now at the moment. Um, I work, or sorry, I'm in Stratford now. I live in Stratford. I work in Greenwich and I work in Myland. Um, so Instagram, everyone knows anyways, David Hessian PT is where everyone finds me, but apart from that, just like going between here, Greenwich and Myland, I don't do much else. I need to actually, that's one thing definitely, um, I need to start prioritizing is like a few hours a week to explore 
London because I've seen maybe four places in London and London's a big spot um, and I definitely came over here to see see a bit of the world so that's something I need to start working on a bit yeah. when, get, get yourself some bit Get yourself some business cards and when you're popping around London, just fire them in, chat to a few people, do your networking. I spent it half sure. on that today. <laughs> um, with, uh, with a podcast then, so, so you're clearly a good uh, interviewer here. This kind of just a chat anyways. It wasn't really me interviewing you. This is a bit of a catch-up for us as well because we haven't spoken in a while. Absolutely. Uh, but when, when are you going to start your own podcast? That's it. Do you know what? It's coming down the line. So... Um, Hopefully in March it's going to launch. Uh, myself and my friend uh, David Sala will be starting a podcast called Health and the Hustle, and it's all going to be based around um, health and business, and uh, it's going to be towards young professionals um, that are, have an interest in fitness, and they are looking to obviously upscale themselves, learn a bit more. But it's going to be quite informing, but quite conversational, especially what uh, what we've been through today. Just a, a good chat, I think. Personally, I actually quite listen, like listening to people just having a real conversation uh, rather than a, a real scripted um, conversation. That it's, it's nice when it's free-flowing and I think people enjoy that a bit better and I think it's more authentic as well. So, yeah, coming down the line, um, health and the hustle. Um, so, yeah, I, I look forward to, to getting that started and I'll certainly have you on to talk a bit more about um, your successes and I'm sure a few months down the line you'll be even bigger and better than you are at the moment can't wait um, I'm glad I'm glad to hear you say that as well about not scripting because scripting things is a lot of work so you made oh, it definitely not going free flow on it anymore um, <laughs> absolutely a few a few questions to, to finish up so ones I always ask people first one what would you tell your 20 year old self one piece of advice and, and I'm actually going to say this on the back of what we just discussed, invest in yourself. This is the, the biggest thing. Invest in yourself, invest in your network. Um, so even if it, see when, when I speak about investing, um, people always say, oh, money should, money should, money should. It's not about money should. It's investing time as well. Investing time with the right people in the right places, talking about the right things. Um, so yeah, definitely that. So investing the, the right time with people that, have a similar interest to you, but also people that maybe are um, specialists in their field and what you can learn nuggets from them and take it, uh, take it forward. You're in a position where you you obviously said you didn't come over to London with a, a lot of money, but you've made uh, a massive network of people and that was investing in yourself. That didn't necessarily mean you were investing money, but you invest in yourself through networking. So no, that's definitely my point that I tell my 20 year old self. On, on that, you, that's a great point, but you reminded me of something. You know, something I heard Jordan Peterson say, it was, a, it was something along those lines, he was saying that making sure that you invest in yourself at a young age, because if you learn something at 20, that basically means you have the knowledge for 20 years more than if you learned at 40. So literally the value of that knowledge goes up the younger that you learn it, because if you learn something, you have it for the rest of your life. You're not going to live longer by learning something, but well, unless it's something about health, I guess. But you have the you actually have the knowledge for longer, and you can apply it for longer, and you can actually end up making your money back a lot more. So definitely invest as young as you can in yourself. As you said, it can be time-wise, it can be spending time reading, spending time with the right people, reaching out to people on social media. Like social media, you can literally talk to anyone. I've had I've had um, DMs with some people. Who I've looked up for to for years, and that's how I end up in conversations with them instead of podcasts because 
people won't spend an hour talking to you, but if you get them on a podcast, they will. So definitely, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, next one, favorite book at the moment. Do you know what this is? Uh, this is something that I I'm I'm going to put my hands up here. I'm not a massive massive reader, but one thing I have started. The Rose of Life, and our lovely friend Barry Long actually uh, sent this to me when we were down at the boardroom. So um, I, don't, I don't, I, I, I like, I, I get a lot of my knowledge through podcasts. That's where I, I like to, um, I use it as a kind of chill as well. But I, I like to put them on in the car, etc. And uh, yeah, that's probably my my source. But um, the Rose of Life um, is definitely something that I'm going to give a read. So big shout out to Barry there. I flicked through the first couple of pages and I'm already hooked. So um, I'll certainly, next time we speak, I'll give you a wee update on that. Yeah, on my point as well, I'm piggybacking on all your points here. But when you're, when you're reading as well, people focus too much on the whole virtue signaling of I've, I've read 52 books this year. That's what every successful entrepreneur does. Anyone can flick through 52 books, but like, yeah, if you actually, if you read one book, one good book, read it, understood it, took it in and applied it, it's going to be a lot more beneficial than reading 52 and not taking anything from it and being the same person, just with yeah. the quotes. Do you, do you listen to, do, do you do uh, Audible or uh, do, do you prefer taking a read hardback? I prefer reading and I talked about this with Natasha earlier, I recorded another podcast today and... She asked me the same question, even though I was interviewing her as well. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of questions while I'm interviewing. I must be a terrible interviewer. Um, That's good, man. That's the way you want it. But basically, if I, because I don't drive anymore, which is when I always listen to audiobooks, I get distracted when I'm listening to something. I start scrolling or I start doing something else, even if I'm on the train, or I start looking at something else. Whereas when you're driving and you can't do anything else, you have to actually pay attention and keep your hands on the wheel. I used to be able to concentrate on an audiobook. Now, if I'm on the train or something, I have to actually have the physical book in my hands and keep myself fully distracted physically, through my eyes, everything, not be listening to anything else. Otherwise, I get distracted. So I'm actually gone backwards to hard copies. Good, man. Do you take notes, David? That's one thing that I sometimes find with um, like podcasts or audible, uh, audible. I just take a couple of notes like, oh, do you know what, that was good. Or do, do you highlight books? I know it's not ideal if you're passing on to someone else, but put wee stickers in it, etc. I never, I never have. If there's something I find good, I take a photo of it with Evernote and ah, it just turns okay. it into text. So actually that's something I've done um, whenever I have something good. Or else I try and post it as a highlight on Instagram or something along those lines because at least it's saved there. I try not to write in the books because here where we live, we have like these boxes um, and basically I get books from there. If I read a good book, I leave it there and it's just like a book swap for free. So get through a lot of books that way. So I try not to vandalize them too much. But yeah, if, if, if you would recommend one book to me, what would you say? Um, a lot of people have on the podcast have recommended Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And that is a book that's very good for anyone. Um, but for you particularly, I would say The 4-Hour Workweek. Tim Ferriss, definitely give it a read. It's a terrible title, but a great book. It's basically about like the 80-20 rule and figuring out what's the 20% of things that's getting you the 80% returns and what are the 20% of things that make you um, happy and cut, just like trimming the fat out of, out of your life and enjoying it to the fullest. Amazing. I'll definitely give that a, a read or a listen. <laughs> do, do, definitely. Um, next one, what is your favorite podcast? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, you can't say my own. 
yeah, I can't, or I can. <laughs> can I say my own, even though I've not got an episode yet? Um, let's see. I I do like. See, initially there's a few that I liked, and you you laugh at one of them. So I like Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Joe Rogan was my kind of that that was my go-to initially getting into the whole podcast scene. I think for my generation, uh, Joe Rogan kind of was the person that got everyone into podcasts. Then I was a massive fan, and this was my kind of go-to for just a chill. Um, That Peter Crouch podcast, I'm a big football fan, um, and Peter Crouch is just one of the funniest people in the world. I, I, I loved every single minute of it. If, you're, if you are a football fan and you enjoy that sort of stuff, that was one that I used to listen to loads. And it's then, a small football fan, they don't even call it football. Is that, is that right? Yeah, they call it, they're called soccer. So that tells you how much soccer. football. No, mine's definitely the round ball, so just uh, clarifying that one for sure. Yeah. Um, and then last one, let's see if I, the last one I would say, probably at the moment uh, it would have to be the Fitness Quote Freedom podcast. I think that's exactly what I, I need at the moment for just understanding a bit more about scaling my business. I think uh, Chris, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Chris Spearman's uh, Fitness Coach Freedom is great for anyone that is interested in uh, the fitness space, getting in, get involved and uh, how to scale your business. And I think there's a lot of nuggets that I take out of that and I try and implement in my business. So that's definitely the three. They're all quite mixed, I suppose. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. That's good. Who is the number one person in the world that you'd like to have on your podcast? Oh, that's so interesting. So interesting. Oh, I mean, BPAC would, would definitely be up there. Um, I mean, probably some someone initially uh, in the fitness space, probably first, uh, and then going down. Like, I mean, there's just so many people out there that have so much knowledge. I'd I'd be so in- interested to hear about. So, but I'm going to go with with BPAC. I think he he's the kind of um, top man in fitness at the moment, in my personal opinion. And I think he he, he just drops so many knowledge bombs that I think my listeners would love it. Great to hear. Your, your future listeners. Uh, Our future listeners, you're <laughs> absolutely right. So that's kind of everything today. Thanks so much again for your time, Kyle. Um, tell everyone where they can find you, where's the best place, Instagram, your podcast, your website, whatever you have. Amazing. So, yeah, first of all, thank you. Uh, I've really enjoyed my time on here. I think it's, uh, it's amazing to catch up with you and, and do it in such a public way and, and, and share some things about uh, fitness and business as well. But yeah, if, if you want to hit me up, it's at Coach Kyle Young on Instagram and um, my podcast. And massive plug again, it's going to be called Health and the Hustle. And I would certainly share that with uh, everyone in my fitness space um, and my ecosystem that be interested in listening. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where you'll find me. Perfect. All that will be linked in the description anyways. If the podcast is open, then that will be linked as well. And, yeah, thanks again, Kyle. Chat awesome, later. mate. Thank you, buddy.